podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We at Grace Athens exist to be a center and a sender for the kingdom of God. We do this by reintroducing Jesus to all people for the renewal of all things. So we hope that as you listen to this sermon or this podcast, that you would feel introduced to Jesus and his presence, and that by his presence, you would feel renewed. So once again, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Good morning, Grace Athens. Happy New Year. 2020 is over, my friends. It is gone. I uh, hope your Christmas was great. And now we're reigning in a new year, 2021. I hope you're sitting back in your living room, got a cup of coffee with people that you love. And, uh, and together we're here and we're bringing in the new year as a church family. So good to be with you. Thanks for letting us into your living room. Uh, it's an honor to share the first Sunday of the year together. Uh, let's do this. Go ahead and open your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 1. Yes, you heard me right. Genesis chapter 1. We are starting in the beginning today. Uh, as you turn there, let me tell you three things that are happening here uh, at Grace Athens as we start the new year. Number one, we have our summit coming up. Summit is something that the Grace family of churches, all seven, that we do every single year right at the beginning of the year. And uh, this year it's going to be a virtual summit. And so all you need to know is to sign up for that and you can be a part of it. Really cool thing about Summit this year, um, even though that it's virtual, is it's actually kind of good that it's virtual because we filmed a documentary on the Grace Churches and specifically on our founder, Buddy Hoffman. And so we hired uh, filmmakers to do that and I'm a part of some of those interviews and it's gonna be an amazing documentary. Um, and so that's gonna be a part of the Summit. And so here's where you go. Just go to um, gracefamilyofchurches.com uh, to the Grace Family website and uh, or just Google Grace Family of Churches and go to the website and you can sign up right there. It's going to be January 8th and uh, you really don't want to miss it. So sign up today and this is a reminder for my family to sign up as well. Um, but sign up for Summit. Um, the other thing, number two, is that our Sunday services are going to be online uh, as we start the year in January few reasons for that. Number one, uh, we want to be as safe as possible with COVID as people have been seeing family and spread abroad. We just want to be safe in these first few months, excuse me, first few weeks as the uh, virus is surging right now. And, and we have been at Wire Park. We've been outside and I'm telling you, man, it's pretty cold. So we're not going to be at Wire Park um, and we're not going to be outside. So for the first um, several weeks, um, we're going to be online and I uh, want people to still participate in missional communities and all of those things. Um, but that's where we'll be. We'll be an online community, uh, for the first few weeks. And then we're going to kind of update you as we go. The staff and the board is looking for what's a suitable and safe, uh, place for us to gather on Sundays. Um, as we get through this first month with COVID and all the different things that are happening. And so we will keep, keep you up to date, but at the end of the day, what you need to know is this, um, Grace Athens on Sundays, just on Sundays. Remember, we're way more than just a Sunday church. Uh, but on Sundays, we are going to be uh, interacting online uh, for that service. So keep that in mind, and we will keep you up to date 
uh, as, as we go. Okay, so that's number two. Number three is our Christmas offering. Something we started in December. Um, we've got four needs in the city that we're giving towards. And uh, as we end last year and begin the new year, we just wanna sow into God's kingdom. If there's any time to sow into the kingdom, it's now. Let's not forget our vision. Our vision is to be a center and sender for the kingdom of God. And so we wanna sow into that and be generous with that. And so I'm asking everyone, college student, families, to consider an above and beyond gift so that we can really resource the ministry that God wants to do in our city in this year. So visit our website uh, and consider giving to our Christmas offering uh, as we try and reach our goal of $20,000 uh, to start the new year of ministry. Okay, awesome. All right, well, let's pick up. Got some cool things I wanna share with you today. Uh, we should be in Genesis 1. And, uh, and here's where I wanna start. Um, Next week, we're gonna pick back up our series in Acts. We've been in Acts since August and we're about halfway. Can you believe it? We're about halfway through that journey. Um, and it's been super fruitful for us as a community to be in the book of Acts. I mean, all the missional communities that have started, all the new disciples, all the disciple making, all the serving to the city. I just think it's been um, a profound season, not just series, but a season for the church. Uh, we've gone back to our roots and figured out what it means to really be the true church today. And so we're going to pick that back up next week. Um, but today, as we begin a new year, I wanted to do something just a little bit different. Okay. Are you ready for different? Uh, I know you're sitting there in your living room and I'm going to ask you to kind of get in a spiritual space right now. Um, here's what I want you to do. We're going to do a little, a little prayer exercise together. Okay. So hopefully if you have kids, uh, they are doing their best right now, not to distract you. Uh, maybe you're alone. Um, but I want you to do this. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and I'm going to ask you to visualize something. So as you're sitting there, eyes closed, I want you to imagine yourself up on a ridge, maybe a plateau, maybe a small hill, but imagine yourself, just go there in your mind, up on a ridge. And when you're on that ridge, you can see all the land behind you that you just walked. Let's say you hiked that up all the way up to that ridge. So you can look back and see all the, the land, the trail you just covered, but you also can see out in front of you. So just visualize that, have fun with it. Visualize all of the new terrain and the new land and the new trail out ahead of you forward from that ridge. Look to your left. See everything in the past? Now turn and look to your right and see all of the land in the future. Okay, you can open your eyes. This is a visual exercise to really talk about where I think we are right now. At the turn of every year, it's like we're up on this ridge and we can see the 12 months behind us, 2020, all the land we just covered. Remember March when the pandemic hit? And, and, and going into the summer, right? And all of the political chaos and all of the racial injustice and all the different things that happened nationally, globally, but even just your own life. What was your summer like in 2020? What'd you do? What was your fall like in 2020, right? Right now, it's like we're up on a ridge and we can look back over the last 12 months and think and reflect on this past year. But also in this moment at the beginning of the year, on that ridge, we can look forward 
and we can see and hope for the months to come. Some of you probably have already done this. You've already, you've already thought about a new exercise routine. I know I have. I bought some trail shoes, y'all. Hold me accountable. I'm trying to become a trail runner. Um, trying not to go to the gym is the gym because of COVID and trying to get outside more. And um, so I've already thought about what's out in front of me, all this new terrain, this new land, the upcoming months and year of 2021. And so you're probably doing that. You're thinking about work routine, life routine, exercise routine. You're thinking about your walk with God, thinking about your personal ministry, how you want to make disciples, right? And so we're really up on this ridge. And this is a moment. It only comes once. It's a moment to think about the past and to look to the future. And I think that's really what today is about. What I want to do at the end of this time is I wanna give you time to go back to that space, up on the ridge, and I want you to invite God's voice to speak into the last 12 months and to speak forward into the next 12 months. That's how we're gonna end our time today. This is a time, this is a Sunday, this is a living room moment to hear from the voice of God, to let God personally speak into your reflections as you end 2020 and as you start 2021. And so that's, that's what all of today is going to be moving towards. And so I want to start with that exercise, and that's where we're going to end. So we'll get back to the ridge in just a moment. When we do this exercise, and this is what I kind of do every year, what you do is you're inviting God to speak in, right? Maybe there's some things in, in 2020 you need to let go of. Maybe you need to ask for some forgiveness or forgive yourself or just let go of what happened or didn't happen. Grieve, sorrow, all of those different things. Or rejoice in how great a year it was and be grateful. I'm sure it's a mix of emotions and responses to God, right? And then as you look into the future, you want God to speak into that. And so what I do in that exercise is I just visualize myself on the ridge, right? Called imaginative prayer and I ask God to speak in. Start with the past and then move into the future. It might be like one single word. Some people are really into that. They got a word for the year. You know, it sometimes feels a little cliche and cheesy, but when it's really God speaking to you, it's a good thing. It could be a word, it could be a phrase, it could be a verse that God takes you to that says, hey, this is what this is what this year is really all about. It could be just a big idea or an ongoing reflection or a direction or a conviction or a number of things. But as we end a year and start a new one, we want to invite God to really speak in and to really set the tone for what it is. And so we're going to end with that today. All I want to do in the meantime, as an example, as a model, and I think as a little bit of vision for our church, I want to share with you what I feel like God has shared with me about my year and about our year as a church. Um, and for me, it is an idea, a really big idea, and it is one single word. And that word, for me in 2021, and I think for us collectively as a church, is the word joy. Joy. J-O-Y. And there's one big idea behind it, behind this word joy for 2021 uh, from the scriptures that I want to look at. And so let's get into that. Yesterday I was, I do this periodically, I'll, I'll look through old journals and um, I think it's a good thing to do. I think it's a good practice. And uh, I was reading through an old journal um, 
and something really struck me, uh, something I wrote, a, a big idea about joy that really, really struck me. And I really think that God spoke to me on that imaginative ridge about joy. Here's the big idea. I want to share it with you. It's two sentences. And it's, it's, it's a pretty deep thought. And so I might read it twice. Here's the big idea. It was out of laughter and joy that the triune God created everything. All of reality goes back to the original laughter and joy the triune God shared within itself, Father, Son, and Spirit. The source of our life is laughter. That's a big thought. That's a big theological idea. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it again. And then I want to open the scriptures and show it to you. Here it is again. The big idea for the word joy. It was out of laughter and joy that the triune God created everything. All of reality goes back to the original laughter and joy the triune God shared within itself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Which means the source of our life is laughter. Wow, what a profound theological truth that has such great and glorious implications for how we look at our life, how we look at 2021. So let's do this. You're already in Genesis. Let's take a look at this. Let's talk about the triune God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You pick up in Genesis 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Often we think this is the beginning of the God story, that God begins by creating everything, that God is there in creation. You have, in the beginning, God created. It talks about the Spirit hovering over the waters. In Colossians 1, it talks about how the Word, Christ Jesus, was also part of the creation process. Right here, you have all three presents present in this passage, that God is a triune community of three persons, yet one God. It's a profound, deep truth. And of course it is. Some people trip up on the Trinity. Of course God would be hard to understand. He's infinite, right? The, tr the Trinity is supposed to be a deep mystery that we wonder at, not some concept that we understand and control. That's not God. So don't get tripped up on the Trinity. Find yourself wondering and worshiping at its truth. What I want to tell you, though, is this, isn't, this is not the beginning in the biblical story. It actually doesn't start in Genesis 1. It starts in John chapter 1. Turn over to John's Gospel. John chapter 1. This is the beginning before the beginning. This is before creation. We get a, a window into what was God doing before all of this existed? Scientists say it was 13, 14 uh, billion years ago that all of the universe came into existence as God spoke it with the Big Bang. And whether or not that's exactly how it happened, who knows? But that's what they tell us. This is before all of that, the Big Bang or however you want to think about it, before God created anything. John 1.1. 1, 1. 
in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, right there. Nothing's been made. It's just God, Father, Son, and Spirit together in perfect harmony, community, and perfect love, and perfect joy and laughter. God's life within God's self. I told you we're going deep today. Verse three, all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So this passage goes back, way, way, way back to God before anything existed. And what you find, what you find there is that God was totally satisfied in God's self, sharing life between Father, Son, and Spirit. Theologians call it a communal dance, the dance of the Trinity, the community of the Trinity, the family of the Trinity, where perfect love and life. God didn't create everything because God was lonely or because God needed anything. That's not the picture we have from Scripture. It's rather this, that God in Father, Son, and Spirit was experiencing such joy and such laughter and such life that out of that, they wanted to share it with creatures, with creation, and they created everything that exists. It was out of their laughter and joy in themselves, in God, that he made everything to share that joy and laughter with. It's like a couple who's loving life. I think of me and Danielle before we had our children. We were loving life. Man, we were living in Pineview. We were living close to downtown. We were living on the uh, west side. We were having a great life. There was so much laughter between me and Danielle in our marriage. And we said, what? We'd love to share this with someone. We'd love to share this with a daughter or with a son. It was out of our joy and laughter that we wanted to have children and share our life with. It's the same picture when it comes to God. I'd say it this way. God is a community of laughter and joy. It was out of their joy they wanted to create life and share their joy with us. What we know in the biblical story is things became broken though, right? Quickly on, we got separated. Sin separated us from that joy, from God. We were like fish out of water. We, 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 we were separated from our source. We were that fish on the dock is just flapping that needs to get back into the water. That was our condition because of sin. And Jesus came, God came in human flesh to reconcile and reconnect and re-commune and tether back our life to God. That we could come back to that original joy and original laughter that we were made out of. This is deep and profound stuff. Jesus came and gathered the fish and brought them back into the ocean, into the water, our real home, which is God, that we were made to swim in the joy and the laughter that is within God's own self. This is what we find in scripture. And this is why the scriptures talk so much about joy. I just wanna show you a few passages. Joy is central to who God is. Jonathan Edwards 
says it this way, that God is the most joyful being or reality in the universe. Think about that. What's your image of God? What's my image of God? Is the first thing that comes to mind someone who's real concerned or maybe even anxious walking down the corridors of heaven wondering who's going to save the planet? Is it someone who's stressed out or upset or frustrated? Or is it someone who's laughing, (laughs) who has pure joy? That's who God really is. And that's what we see in Scripture. And this is why the Scriptures talk so much about it. Let me read to you a couple passages. 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. It says this about joy. 1 Peter 1 verse 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Talking about God. Though do you not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. (laughs) That's some good joy. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. What's the salvation of your soul? It's for God to reconcile you back to God's self, to that joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, God's own joy. This is the heart of the gospel. Romans, turn there. What a great book. Romans 14. Verse 17, talking about joy. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy in the Spirit, in God. That that when we get in the Holy Spirit, when we get connected and commune with God, what happens? Man, God's joy gets all over us because that's central to who he is. It's out of the joy and laughter God shared in God's self that he made everything. Joy is central to the scriptures. Our mission at Grace Athens, let's remind ourselves of that. Our mission is to reintroduce Jesus to all people for the renewal of all things. That this year, as we recommit to that mission together in our missional communities and as a church, that what we're doing is we're reintroducing people to Jesus, the mediator, the savior, the one who brings people back to God, to the joy they were made out of. I don't know about you, but when I look back over that ridge into 2020, I don't know that joy characterized who I was. I don't know that joy was the thing I was swimming in all the time. I think it was more uncertainty, frustration, angst. All those are great. All those are normal. No problem with those. But if God, if if what's central to God is joy, then that means this. I can be frustrated. I can be angry. But if I'm communing with God, what's underneath the frustration and the anger and the things that come and go is that I'm communing with the God of joy. And joy should be the foundation of everything I do. This is why 
the scriptures talk about, hey, in the midst of suffering, rejoice. James 1, consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, when trials of various kind come your way, right? There's this thing, there's this thing in the scriptures that talks about, hey, even when 2020 is crazy, because you're connected to God, you're still joyful. You can still rejoice, right? Let me end with this last scripture that really brings that thought home. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Many of us know this passage. Like, yes, right? What do we tell friends when, they're, when they got something going on, when they're anxious? Hey, don't be anxious in everything, right? In everything. doesn't matter what's going on. By prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God, right? We know that verse. We know what we're supposed to do when we become worrisome. But what's at the beginning of that passage is this. What allows you to do that to take those requests and those anxieties to God is first what it says in verse four, rejoice in the Lord. Always, again, Paul doesn't use that language often. Always, always do it. Again, I will say, I'm gonna repeat it. That's a big deal in scripture. Rejoice. Paul can say this because he knows that out of the laughter and joy that God had in God's self, Father, Son, and Spirit, he made everything. We were made for the joy of God. And Jesus and his gospel brings us back to it. So let's rejoice in the Lord. Let's rejoice. My hope and prayer and the word for my year, I believe, is joy. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. 2021, it's going to be tough, y'all. Let, let, let's be honest about it. It's not going to be all that different than 2020. In some ways it will be because we kind of been through it and we kind of got our feet wet in it. Um, but it's still, our world is in a difficult place. You might be in a difficult place. You might have lost your job. You might have lost a family member. You might have lost all your hopes and dreams for your future, or at least thought you did. 2021, it's not going to be easy. But in the midst of that, I hope I cling to this word. I hope I live this word. I need you to help me live it. You need me to help you live it. As a community, would we be a community of God? Would we be a community of joy? That's what we want to be. And so that's my word. I think that's some of our collective word as we live out our mission and vision as a church to be a center and center for the kingdom of God, the kingdom that's not a matter just of eating and drinking, right? But of joy in the Holy Spirit. Romans 14. So here's how I want to end. I want to end with giving you some time to do this. Get back in that spiritual space, right? Make sure the kids are good. Have a snack or something. Or make sure your dog's got a snack. But before we um, move into worship, to responding, what we're going to do is we're going to pause here.
and we're gonna let uh, there be some silence and give you some time, maybe a minute or two uh, before worship begins to go back to that ridge in your mind, to go there, to look back at 2020, let God speak a word, anything, reflection of thought, let him speak a word into the year that is ending and leave the past in the past. And then I want you to turn to the right and I want you to look down into the future, into the terrain, the land that you haven't yet crossed and let God speak a word into 2021. Hear him as we start this new year. And more than, more than anything, Grace Athens, let us rejoice in the Lord. Always I say, rejoice. Thank you for listening to the Grace Athens podcast. We hope you were blessed by this time that you feel introduced to Jesus and have been renewed by his presence. In the season of Christmas, we annually do a Christmas offering where we press into four things, our children's ministry, our foster care ministry, our college ministry, and this year focusing on finding a venue, more long-standing venue for our home. If any of those things strike a chord with you or if you felt blessed by this time in this podcast, we ask that you would go above and beyond your annual regular tithe to your church or to Grace Athens and consider giving to one of those four things. You can do that by texting 706-214-2899 and sending the words Christmas offering and that will send you the link. Once again, 706-214-2899, Christmas offering.